What's shaking, cats and kittens? Rob Lee here with a special message from this month's presenting sponsor. So I got a question. What was the first Black-owned business in America to offer publicly traded stock? Hmm, stumped? Here's a hint. You definitely want to see how the sausage gets made on this one. Learn about it in our food gallery at the Baltimore Museum of Industry. Details at thebmi.org. Also, use the code TRUTH50, that is TRUTH50, and you'll get 50% off of admission at the front desk or use it when you're purchasing tickets online. So again, visit thebmi.org. Welcome to The Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today I am speaking with master suit maker and the owner of Christopher Schaefer Clothier. Please welcome Christopher Schaefer. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. Uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Um, I mean, this is might be you might be the most well-dressed guest I've had on. I mean, this is for my purposes, my benefit. <laughs> but um, let's start off with this. Um, give us those vital stats, your background and how you got into the art of measuring and design. Well, um, OK, so let's see here. I got to go back about 15 years, I think now. Um, I, um, I got married and my wife's work, um, sent us to London and then we ever bought, it was kind of settling down and, uh, you know, ready to sort of that phase of my life. And three days after we closed on the house, um, my wife's work said we could go to London. So we, uh, so by the time we got to our one year anniversary, we were living in London and, uh, we went there for her work. And I was recruited and learned how to design suits while living there. So it was like, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily going there for that. Um, but it was, the, it was, I think it was the right place at the right time. And, um, and, you know, and I, the right mindset to learn and be in a foreign city, you know, so, uh, so that's kind of how it sort of came to be from the beginning. And I had really good teachers and now, I've been able to become a teacher and a mentor myself and we're, you know, we have a, a growing business and, and I think that there's something to be said about the mindset when you are in a learning mode, you sure. know, and cause I think there's different modes, there's different times and chapters in your life. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing when you start to put your mind to something and what you can make happen. Absolutely. Um, and, Obviously, the that experience in in London had a profound effect on your life, um, and sure. even that that creative side of things. So, right. tell me tell me more about like about that, and maybe the importance of travel as it as a means to spark creativity. Well, um, you know, I, I love to travel. I have for years. Um, when I was uh, when I was like nineteen, I started working for an airline, and uh, and I was able to travel for free. And so, um, you know, it, it's interesting when I look back at things because I've been in these different industries and then you get the perks of working in those industries. And so, you know, when I was, you know, when I was younger, I worked for this airline and it was loading planes and, you know, driving the, all the equipment around and everything like that. And it got to travel and it was, uh, it was pretty sweet. Um, so I got, to, I, I, you know, I did quite a bit of that. And when you're in that industry as well, then you get deals on places to stay and everything. And I had friends all over the place and would travel all around. And, um, and I think it shapes you into realizing like, there's a, you know, there's a bigger world out there than just the world that you, uh, operate in from day sure. to day. Um, and so, and I also like really, um, 
I try, you know, it's like, I have, I have three kids and I'd really try and show them, you know, it's a big world out there. And, uh, so, you know, we, we love to travel and, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun stuff. I I'm actually getting on a plane next week and it's the first time in two years since I've been on a plane, we've been doing all of our travel by ground. We have an RV and I, I love traveling around in that thing. It's so much fun just to go cruise around and have all these adventures with the kids and the dog. And it's awesome. So yeah, I, so London was a great place to be. I think it's kind of the epicenter for men's fashion really. Um, so that was, uh, that was the right place to be at the right time with the right mindset. And, but I do think that travel definitely uh, sparks my creativity uh, because you you get a chance to kind of decompress. You're not sure. so worried about, you know, business and, you know, you're, you're in the moment a bit more because you're not, it's not your typical day to day. Um, and so you can kind of just sort of breathe a little bit and, um, and decompress. And I find that's really good. It's good for me. Cause you know, it's sometimes, you know, not sometimes, most times things get to be pretty intense and fast paced and, um, and I, you know, and I love that too, but I think there has to be, you know, you got to kind of have an on and off switch a little bit sometimes, or at least know how to chill out. I agree. Um, I find that when, even if it's, it's, it's doing something that's um, adjacent to creative, if I do it in a different city, it's just a different vibe. I have less pressure of, sure. oh, well, is this legit? Is this indicative of blah, 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 blah? And it's like I'm able to enjoy that. And even when I have to put that, press the turn the button off sometimes because I do a uh, movie review show out of outside of this, right? And oh, boy. I have to do that thing of like, am I watching this for fun or am I watching this for research? <laughs> Well, you know, when you, well, you know what they say, when you, you know, when you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. Right. So that's yes. the thing. I mean, it's like, I, I remember when I first started designing clothes and, uh, I mean, it's even still now I can't even, when I watch TV, I'm looking at what they're wearing when I'm watching a movie, you know what I mean? It's like, it's sort of just, you know, you, you, you know, part of it is for the inspiration and the other part of it is looking to see, you know, what's right and what's wrong so to speak you know what now, i mean it's now like i'm gonna turn my video off now because now i'm right, like <laughs> man it's good i mean it's like it just you know it, when you're in that you know you're you're when you're in a certain line of work it's sort of like the red car thing you buy a red car you notice more red cars you know what right. i mean it's kind of that it's sort of like that yeah, I have that with um, with with certain podcasts. I had this running bit about doing a reality show where it's like people are pitching themselves as the next next great podcaster. I'm like, your mic's too low, compression, just going through all of the things. See, you can't help it. <laughs> I can't. I've been doing no. it for 13 years, so it's a thing. Of course. Um, now this is going to sound gauche, but I, I, I'd really want to get your your feedback on this. Um, define fashion. Uh, so fashion, I. Fashion, I think, is uh, it's individuality, it's expression, um, because, you know, we I get a lot of people come in here and they'll tell me, oh, I'm not in fashion, I'm not in fashion. And I'm like, well, you're here. So you clearly you care or, you know, you know, you know enough to know that you don't know enough. So you're bringing in someone that's going to take care of, you know, it's going to help you with that. And I see a lot of people that go from kind of a, you know, a ho-hum. So as far as fashion goes, I think that. Um, you know, it's different for different people. It's different for different uh, chapters of your life. Sure. You know, and, and, and where you are, and what you're into and how you like to express yourself. But I, I think that even people who say that they're not into it, they are because they're wearing clothes that are saying something about them, whether or not it's through what they do for a living or 
what hobbies they like or anything. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that it is for everyone because everyone does wear clothes. So it's definitely, um, you know, it's an expression of who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times people want to kind of confine to whatever norms so they don't stick out too much so that they can kind of fly under the radar. But then you'll see people who, um, you know, who want to stand out more and want to wear clothes that are, that are different and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I, you know, to summarize it, I definitely think it's, it's individuality and it's expression for sure. Absolutely. Um, I find that, as I was telling you before we got started, that I've been doing more public facing social events. And I find that I put on my uh, foot up for the art thing, right? I'm always wearing my Carhartt because I, st- I like fit how it fits. But also, I throw on a Doc Martens, I grab all of my like 20 rings and I put that on. And my brother makes fun of me. He's like, you're just a cartoon character. You're a caricature right now. But I was like, this is what I feel comfortable in. And I think this is what fits. And this is how I'm choosing to express myself. And and lastly, I think I'd add to it. There's almost a degree of performance to it, too. It's like, let, sure. me, let me dress for the part I'm, I'm in right now. Look, I love Carhartt stuff. I, you know, it's like I, you know, I've, I've uh, throughout COVID, I've built a lot of stuff. And, you yeah. know, I have the I have the bib overalls and the boots and the hats, you know, and, and my kids have the bib overalls. I even have it for my German shepherd as a pair of them, you know? So it's like, I, I mean, I, you know, their stuff is, you know, it's, it's well-made hard wearing clothes, you know? And so there's, there's a time and a place for that for sure. Um, you know, I actually, I just took a photo with me and the kids and the dog the other day. And I mean, it was like, it's freaking hilarious. It's a know? great so, picture uh, actually. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. You know what I mean? But you know, What's interesting, that whole thing that's happened with Carhartt recently with them telling everybody to get vaccinated and people freaking out and burning their car hearts and stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, it's just <laughs> they should just cut the <sighs> check. Like, look, sponsor me. I'm working on myself and I am. Vaxxed, hey, you know, so that, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's like, I, you know, they do make, uh, you know, they and that's the thing. You know, it's like it's 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 express. It's it's how you express yourself. But also it's like. You know, when you're, I know when I'm doing like outdoorsy stuff and I'm getting really dirty, like, you know, and it's freezing cold out, the Carhartts are great for that stuff. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So, you know, it's kind of amazing what they, what they've done. The same thing with like Dickies and all of that, you know what I mean? It's like, it used to be very purpose made and then it became a fashion thing, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, they, it's pretty interesting how that stuff goes, but that goes back to the, you know, the expression part and also the function part of it. Um, now this, this one is interesting because, uh, I, I think, um, this ties into one of your earlier points you said about like London being like an epicenter for like men's fashion. I watch award shows and on occasion, I watch award shows on occasion and there's not much fanfare about what the men are wearing. Um, it's like, you know, that standard black suit, maybe a pocket square for a pop of color. What is your approach to, to men's fashion? Well, I take the approach, um, that every man should have a suit that they love wearing and they feel like they look great in. So, um, and, and, uh, we do that through the business by making, you know, new custom clothes, but we also, um, we run a nonprofit organization called sharp dress man, and we recycle suits to dress guys for job interviews and getting back up on their feet. So, You know, I, so with, uh, so it's like, you know, I, and I really, you know, look, I believe that because I think that there's, there's nothing worse than being when you go somewhere and you're underdressed, you know what I mean? It's, it feels really uncomfortable. And, yeah. you know, I, I didn't always grow up with having, you know, I 
was far from growing up of having uh, custom made suits. And you know what I mean? It's like, that's not the way, that's not the way that I was raised. And I think that if I probably was same thing, if I wasn't in this industry, I might have one of these, you know, they're made by me. It's like, but the, you know, so I think that kind of going back to the, you know, going back to the, uh, you know, to the original question is that I think the guys have to have the staples, right? You have to have a gray suit. You have to have a Navy suit. Um, and, you know, we preach that to guys all the time. And then you start to get into how, when, when you understand how to start to accessorize and use different shirts and different, you know, different colors and different patterns and different ties and pocket squares, and, you know, you can, and whether or not it's a three piece or we, you know, we've been doing stuff like starting to go back, bring back this, the, the suspend, you know, bring them back yeah. the braces and all of that. You know, it's like, it's when, you know, women understand accessorizing really well, guys yeah. don't so much. But you can take something that's, you know, you can take your basic staple suit and of it being a, you know, like I said, a navy or a gray for starters. And, you know, it's it's about really how the clothes fit. Yeah. If they fit you properly, you can have a very expensive suit that doesn't fit you properly. And you don't need to know anything about fashion. You just look at it. Something doesn't look right because it's not proportioned correctly. Right. And where you could have a you know, a suit that wasn't as expensive that fit a guy properly and it just looks way better. And so that, you know, that to me is like, you, that all goes into, that's when you get into style, right? And that's the thing is it's like, you know, style, it can't really be bought. You know, you kind of have it or, you know, or and if you don't, you can get help with that. There's people yeah. that are out there that really want to, you know, and, and especially there's a lot of, we know a lot of wardrobe stylists and people, you know, all kinds of things like that, of ways to, help you you know it's the same thing like i you know i'm not a doctor i go to a doctor when i need one you know right. what i mean so it's like so yeah but um you know does that answer your question no it, it does and it um and, and i definitely kind of connect on it because you know always the standard gray gray is my favorite color uh, outside of burgundy of course and uh i just remember it was one new year's thing and kind of bringing in different components of what you said there i was like my my my, my girlfriend dresses really really great always dresses that's just what she wears and she really right. commits to that and i was like all right i need to do something that's to me like i feel like this is fire i was like i need to get this tailored properly the whole thing i got this like burgundy pinstripe suit and i had like black a black shirt blacks uh, and uh, black uh, suede shoes and i felt like great i felt like okay this is the suit that pops for me whereas generally right. i'm gonna throw on that navy i'm gonna throw on that gray and um yeah that's kind of how i i look at it and i try to have something that sticks out because i'm six four and like like 300 and like 10 pounds so i was like i need to have something i'm already sticking out by size sure you're, you're you have a presence when you walk into a room yeah they're they're looking regardless, right? Right. So might as well I might as well dress according to that. Hundred percent. And that and look, we get guys of all shapes and sizes that come in here, and when the clothes fit you, it goes back to that feeling, right? Of, you know, you know they're going to be looking anyway, yeah. and if you feel like it's just on point, then you can actually like be yourself a little bit more rather right. than um, being you know self conscious. Yeah, I, I was peacocking that night. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a burgundy pinstripe. It sounds like you're, yeah, you're you're going for it. I definitely was. Uh, so let's switch gears a little bit. Um, what is your favorite metaphor for describing entrepreneurship? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> good lord, I don't even know. I mean, because it's like I just feel like it's the. For me, it's it's like every hat that you've ever worn throughout your life 
Mm-hmm. And you find that the things that you didn't think were important in some job that you did a while ago is that skill set you actually use it. Sure. So I don't really have a you know a, a, a bottled up version of what that is, but you know it's like I think that it's something where hey I think that it's um you know it's it's something that uh, God you got to be willing to do anything to make it fly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's it's hard. It's definitely really hard, but there's nothing like it. I mean, I I don't think I could ever go back and work for someone again. I dig it. Yep. Um, so, so in that having those, those different experiences, just kind of going for it, right. What, yep. what, what are, what are some of the, what, what is maybe one of the strangest or funniest things you've ever done as an entrepreneur and, and go and making that pursuit, you know, has it been one of those things where it's like, all right, I need to just dress like a big, like push pin or something like that. Like, what is that situation like? Well, you know, look, I, I think that when I, when I first started, um, it, it was like, you know, what was, what was crazy was that I had started the nonprofit organization, the business and a tie company all in the same year. Wow. So it was like, it was just kind of like, I was free, you know, I'd been working for other people and they didn't really get me. And then it was, that sort of goes back into the entrepreneurship part of being willing to do just whatever you need to do to make it happen. And, you know, it was a pretty interesting, you know, 20, you know, 2000, 2010 was a really crazy time for me. Um, but you know, it was, there was so many things that were kind of happening, you know, cause I couldn't believe that it ended up being where I had, you know, client who gave me a couple bags of old clothes. And the next thing you know, we're starting a 501 C three and right. we've helped like 10,000 guys dress, you know, suit up for free yeah. since then. And then also, you know, now it's like this fall will be 12 years of being in business. So it's, you know, so it's the, there's so many interesting things that have happened along the way. And even we had the tie company that was with Rick Dempsey who played for the Orioles. He was a, you know, a client became a friend of mine and then became a business partner of mine. And, you know, that was kind of, was kind of surreal in its own way. You know, when I first saw that world series ring (laughs) and I was like, Oh my God, he was, you know, like when I was a kid and played baseball, the, well, that's when like, really, it's probably when the last time the O's were, well, that's the last time they won a world series. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, so, you know, but they were, they were amazing back then. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was like, so there was definitely times of being around him and, you know, it's like, and I've also, you know, made clothes for a bunch of musicians and been in some really interesting situations with rock star guys that I really um, admire and, yeah. you know, had them putting on our suits and performing in them. And like that, that sort of, that turns my crank really. Cause I'm like, I've been a musician all my life. So that's like my favorite stuff. Love it. I got yeah. one, I got one more like real question and then you don't have these, but I have a few, uh, I have a few rapid fire questions. Cause I like oh to troll boy. people a little bit. Um, all right. What would you say that your, your strongest influence was growing up? And are there any lessons from growing up that you may apply to your, your work today? Well, I th- you know, strongest would probably be my dad. He passed away about five years ago, but he was a he was a hardworking guy, and you know, he had it where he had five he had five sons, and uh, and my you know, and my mom, um, my mom was a homemaker the whole time, and um, which is probably you know, we always said that this was probably a harder job than his job was, but um, you know, he 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 wanted his kids to have a a business. He wanted all of us to do something together. Mm-hmm. And, um, a couple of my brothers did, cause I have a couple of brothers that are plumbers and they did, they've done business together or started their own businesses and stuff. And, 
Now I have three sons and my oldest son is my business partner and runs our shop in California. And I'm hoping that my two younger sons get in the business as well. So, you know, all that, I guess it really did rub off on me. And now I kind of understand why he wanted that for us so much. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. Got to, you got to keep it, you keep it strong, keep it in the family, you keep it strong. You trust your folks. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, I was, you know, I was the, my dad had all, my dad had all sisters and then my dad, and then he was the last one to carry on the family name. And then he had five sons. Yeah. And then I was the first one to have a son to carry on the family name. And then I have three sons, but my only my one brother has a son. So it's like, so the family name is kind of like, you know, it's sort of, it's one of those things, you know yeah. what I mean? And now it's like, now with starting a business and it being after my name, I'm seeing that it's a, where it went from like a lifestyle business to where it's a legacy thing. And I think it could live on. And so I'm taking the approach that I'm building a foundation, not like I'm not, it's sort of tortoise in the hair, you yeah. know? So I'm like, I'll just take it slow and steady wins a race. Yeah. And, it, and it's kind of one of these quotes that I saw earlier from like Bruce Lee. And he, he was saying that like, you know, don't give your kids materials, don't give them things, give them lessons, materials, fade, sure. lessons, they stay there. And that's, that's big. Well, that's, you know, that's what COVID has been. COVID has been kind of interesting because I got it, you know, my kids were as lots of people, you know, that were doing school virtually and was spending a lot of time with them and, you know, business was down and everything sort of went back to the basics for a while. And I really spent that, you know, I, it's funny. They would, they would have uh, asynchronous learning is yeah. what they called it on Wednesdays, which is basically, you know, figure it out, teach your kids something like here's some lessons. And so yeah. I would do the rad dad Academy is what I call it. We do yeah. fun stuff on Wednesdays. that was somehow educational. And um, that was pretty fun actually. You know, we would, we would do interesting stuff and try and tie it into you know, we would, you know, we'd either do like be skateboarding. We talk about physics or like they, one time I took them to the junkyard and they loved that. And we <laughs> talked about, you know, recycling and the earth and all, you know, but it was yeah. fun, just fun, you know, fun stuff to do with, with, uh, you know, my, my, my younger kids are, uh, just turned 13 and eight. So this oh, wow. was, you know, interesting time to be doing all that kind of stuff. Cause then you kind of get to be a little kid yourself. Absolutely. Yep. So, now I got some rapid fire questions for you. Um, and all right. See, I've, I've done all the goodwill of asking really good questions. Now it's time to just get weird. No. Um, so this is not an exhaustive lift list and you can, you can express this as quickly as you want. Um, okay. who are your three favorite clothing designers aside from yourself, of course. Well, I mean, what I'm thinking about, like for me, like casual, like if I'm wearing casual stuff, I like, Brixton and I like Volcom and I, I skateboard. I wear a lot of skateboarding clothing and everything like that. I mean, as far as like fancier kind of stuff, I like John Barbados, you know, it's like, yeah. I like the style of what he does, you know, it's like, I definitely kind of pull a page from his book, even though what I do is kind of different from what sure. he does. Um, so, you know, it's like, you know, I always like, you know, I was like those, those kind of brands are sort of go-tos for me when you get into the higher end, you know, it's like, there's, you're, you're talking about like, Keaton and Brioni and there's, you know, there's, you know, higher end work that's out cool. there. Sure. Um, but I'm always like, I always like the classics as well. You know, it's like, I, I like the, you know, Salvo row, you know, kind of classic tailored look as well. So, you know, I kind of run the gamut because it's like, you know, one kind of, you know, grew up as a, you know, punk rock skateboarding kid. And I still love all that stuff. And I still do all that stuff. And then you sort of evolve and you kind of, those parts stick with you. So, you know, it's, so it's like, yeah, my wardrobe is from like Carhartt stuff to bespoke suits, you know what I mean? So, 
Sorry, like that was it. supposed to be rapid fire. No, no, I, no. I, I like it. I like it because it, it's, it's like that's that's the lane I'm looking at. I'm trying to, you know, as I've gotten bigger and I and, and I read the uh, Andre uh, Leon Talley joint, I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, okay, Captain. Yeah, that's that's let's get a, it. What what a character that that man was. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what is your one? If you could pick one, what is your go-to accessory? If you could pick one accessory. Oh, um, geez. I, well, it's like I think if I'm if I'm suiting up, then it's probably a pocket square. You know, if I'm suiting up, it's a pocket square. It's weird though, because then it's like, but if I'm dressed casual, it'd probably be a belt. But I yeah. never wear belts with suits. Suspenders, right? Always. Suspenders or a side or a side uh, buckle adjuster on them. Oh. Yeah. So it's uh So yeah, it's th- those are depends yeah. on the setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, two more. Um, it's the same thing. Like, I only wear a watch when I'm only wear a watch when I'm dressed up. I don't, I don't wear one when I'm casual. Really? Huh. Yeah, I don't. It does, just doesn't feel right to me. I don't know if it's a time or a dressed up thing or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like I don't. I always feel like I roll my sleeves up all the time anyway when I'm dressed casual. So usually I'm anyway. Short we're not we're, we're not being rapid fire. No, 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 so no. You're good. good. You're good. Um, favorite movie? Oh, jeez. Uh, um, I gotta say one one that we watch a lot at my house is um is fantastic, Mr. Fox. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lastly, what is uh, uh an odd or hidden talent that you have? Oh, geez, let's see. Um, well, I mean, I, I, it's not odd, but it's you know I've been playing drums all my life. That's kind of the that's kind of the main you know that that's been one that. You know, I'm, I have a studio that's set up here, so you know that's not really so much of an odd one, but it's been a it's been a constant, which yeah. is cool. You know, so um, I think that's I mean that's probably the the go to. I mean, but I'm also like I don't know, I'm in all kinds of stuff too. You know, it's like I co- I collect uh, functional decorative glass. I don't know how that came to be. I also started collecting phones. You see the one that's up there behind me? So, I do. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that's some Dutch phone. So I started collecting that stuff. So I like. You know, when when my shop gets fully set up, it's kind of a little bit like a kind of an antique shop slash uh, emporium. I don't know. It's you know, it's so it's the more space I get, the more stuff you kind of get everywhere. You know what I mean? I so, dig it. yeah, I dig it. you got to come by for sure. Definitely Absolutely. come by when you're in the neighborhood. Absolutely. So yeah. that's that's all the questions that I have. But I want to um, one, thank you for being on the podcast, and two, right and invite you to tell the fine folks where to uh, check you out online, uh, social media, all of that good stuff. Sure. I mean, the the best place would go to christopherschafer.com. Um, and then from there, you can go to all the socials. We're on all of them, so it's you know it's pretty easy to find us. We're uh, we have relocated. We used to. Uh, we've now moved seven blocks down the street. We're still on Alisana Street. Um, but now we're at 2112 Alisana and we are, uh, we bought a hundred year old building and it's all being renovated and we will have a big grand opening, uh, in the fall. So that's kind of, uh, and also the other thing too, is we're opening a shop in DC, uh, at the beginning of April. So, um, things are kind of growing. We're sort of ready to kind of get life going again, as I think a lot of people are. So, uh, hopefully this is going to be a very fruitful spring. So there you have it, folks. I want to again thank uh, Christopher Schaefer for coming on to the podcast. And um, I'm going to say that there is fashion in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. Mm-hmm.